Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach and trainer, Michael Lafito. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. Uh, again, looking forward to today's guest, but before I bring on Pete, you are in the right place if you're an agent, a team leader, if you're looking to work smarter, not harder, if you're looking to increase your average sale price. And today's topic is going to be, hey, you're, you're, a, you're a listing agent, you're representing a seller, you're advocating for the highest, best possible price, and you're dealing with a buyer's agent that maybe is not experienced in that price point, definitely isn't familiar with the comparables. So how do you deal with a buyer's agent? when they're not educated, they, they don't understand the comparables, they can't appreciate the value of the home, that's gonna be our topic. Uh, before I bring on our guest, as always, if you get value from this episode or other value, uh, other episodes, please leave us a like, leave us a review, a comment. Again, shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup, if you have any comments and questions about Pete's episode here, or a, pre, a previous episode, or you want to nominate somebody uh, that would be a great guest on our show. And uh, looking forward to uh, bringing on today's guest, Pete Middleton, I uh, recently met. Uh, he's a rock star agent out of the San Diego market. Last year, they, he did over 140 million in volume. He's got 15 agents on his team and expanding. And about 90% of his personal business is working with sellers. We call that listings for those that are watching that maybe aren't agents. And uh, hand selects the, 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 the buyers he works with. And so uh, his flagship office is out of La Jolla, which is about 15 minutes outside of San Diego. So with that being said, I want to introduce Pete Middleton. Pete, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, if you wouldn't mind. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Pete Middleton. I've been in real estate now 29 years, originally from Brockton, Massachusetts. I've been out in San Diego now 25 years, um, You know, primarily in the luxury space. However, we can handle any listing or sale or investor out there in the greater San Diego area. Our Flagship office is in La Jolla, which is 15 minutes north. And La Jolla will get a lot of publicity next month when the uh, US Open is played at Torrey Pines, which is just up the road. Uh, the last time it was played here was in 2008, and that's when Tiger won the US Open. Unfortunately, it won't be there this year. However, it's a, a beautiful location and it will highlight La Jolla. La Jolla is one of those luxury destinations, the same as Beverly Hill, Palo Alto, Greenwich. Uh, parts of Miami, you know, that type of thing, and even parts of Chicago, right? Mm -hmm. So, so it's a destination, a world destination that a lot of people come to. Uh, it's not quite as expensive as Newport Beach or Beverly Hills or some of the other luxury cities that people go to. And, and offline, we were talking a little bit, but uh, you mentioned if of course, it's all relative because La Jolla's would be different than certain parts of San Diego, certain parts of some other markets. But in general, you're saying luxury starts in your market around two and a half million. And you said ultra luxury would be more around the seven and a half million and above. Is that, is that fair to say? 
Yeah, that's fair to say, and that's that's correct. You know, every every market has different price sectors. You know, if we went up to Newport, it would probably be Light Three starts at ten million, and Ultra Light Three starts at twenty or twenty five, right? And then you get into Beverly Hills, Light Three probably starts at fifteen million, and Ultra Light Three probably starts at forty or fifty million. Yeah. So it's all relative to where the location is in in the price sectors. Absolutely. Um, we we yeah. teach that all the time with our class. Luxury is all relative. We might have listeners in Davenport, Iowa, and they might not have million dollar properties there. But we define luxury for our luxury specials course as three times the average sale price for that given market. And a step below luxury is, is high end, which we define as two times the average sale price. So like you mentioned, it's all relative. So today's topic, we're going to talk about working with as a, as a representative of the seller, we call it a listing agent. I call it marketing agent. But as a marketing agent, uh, working with either an inexperienced buyer's agent or a buyer's agent that is not familiar with the local market. But before I do that, you brought up uh, Tory Pines. And I, I, I want to hear from your standpoint as a marketer, what have you thought about or what are you doing to take advantage of these high net worth individuals flocking to your market center? Well, I think, you know, it's going to be fortunate for San Diego by that time. Hopefully, California will be open, right? And uh, that's kind of been the uncertainty concerning the U.S. Open. And the salt event is how many spectators are going to allow to, to, to be present and so forth. So it will be a little bit different than past U.S. Opens. However, you know, I, I like where your head's at, Mike, because, you know, I'm always thinking about ways to market and get in front of high net worth people. And, and a lot of that is solidifying your brand and solidifying your message, right? Your value, because people are always looking for value. Yep. And especially in the luxury market, they want people who, you know, know, know the data, they know the market, they know the players, they know the inventory. And, uh, you know, you have to be able to speak on that very eloquently and connect with these people and really find out what their wants and needs and make it all about them when they're trying to find luxury real estate. So some of the marketing concepts that I've been playing around with is, you know, my office is right on Prospect Street, which is the main drag. We have a beautiful uh, office here and we're going to do something along the lines like, uh, you know, luxury housing headquarters for the U.S. Open, right? So it draws people in. We get a lot of walk-in traffic. La Jolla is the, the type of village that people walk in, a lot of uh, boutique stores and high-end stores, the restaurants. So it, it's, a, it's a very nice environment and atmosphere here, very safe, uh, probably the most perfect weather in the world. I think it has been ranked that. And it's it's very um, it's very quaint. You know, it's, it's a type of market here where we're locked in by the Pacific Ocean and then we have mountains on the other side. So there's limited land and it's very picturesque, it's very beautiful. The beaches are great. And it's a very laid back kind of high class luxury area. It's not this, it's not that showy. I mean, you have people uh, visiting from everywhere and everybody's accepted, which I love. And, you know, you have billionaires sitting next to people and they're wearing flip flops and in yeah. shorts, right? Yeah. So it's it's a great setup. It's it's really a nice environment. That's great. 
Well, that could be a whole future topic, just talking about when there's an event, sport outing, whether it be Super Bowl or some right. major event, you know, how can you take advantage of that as a marketer, as an agent, whether it be showcasing one of your properties, whether it be, you know, uh, the top of funnel where you're hopefully getting some interested buyers to raise their hand and work with you. How, how can you uh, satisfy that seller that wants you to do something different and unique and you're bringing value to them and to the marketplace to differentiate yourself. So that, that's a whole different topic, but uh, let's get back to today's topic. And uh, again, Pete Middleton, he's with eXp Realty. He's out of the San Diego market. Um, and uh, real quick, I want to get your contact information now. And of course, at the end, but if somebody has a San Diego uh, area referral, um, and I might have one for you, which I'll reach out Love to it. afterwards. Love um, let me know what's the best way uh, to find them, find you. The I best, say. Yeah, the best way to get directly in contact with me, guys, I'm never too busy for any of your referrals. I wanted to make that point. I'm always scheduled. Um, I'm pretty disciplined with my schedule. However, our website is PeteKnowsRealEstate.com. That's our branding, Pete Knows. So PeteKnowsRealEstate.com. And you can also subscribe to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Uh, the Facebook and the Instagram are under Pete Knows Real Estate. And the LinkedIn's under my name, Pete Middleton. So you can connect with us those ways. Uh, the best way to always get me is text, then phone, then email. Uh, my text and phone, my direct line is 858 922-3377. That's 858-922-3377. The office line is 858-258-P, which is 7383. That's 858-258-P7383. Um, and like I said, you can always reach me at Pete at com. That's my email. Perfect. And we'll circle back at the end and give you that information again. So sure. let's dive right into some meat and potatoes. Here's a scenario. You that are listening as an agent team leader, you have a listing, whether it be entry level, average priced, high end or luxury. It doesn't have to be a luxury listing, but for whatever reason, you're dealing with maybe an agent that's not as experienced in that particular marketplace or that particular area, or maybe in your price point or not. And and Pete and I were just talking about this. He's dealing with this right now on a $3.3 million listing. And I recently did it. Uh, uh, also, I had a buyer's agent that, you know, we were a hundred grand apart on a property that just sold for 1.7 million. And so um, I'll start off with, with Pete and then I'll share my thoughts on uh, when you're dealing with an agent that doesn't see the value in your list price. Uh, how, what are some things that you can do to be professional, but yet direct with them and, and, and educate them so they can in turn educate their clients. Now, at the end of the day, we can educate all they want. If they don't listen and they have a certain price in mind, just because that's their price, they're not the right buyer. They're not the right buyer's agent, I should say. But if there's a way that we can put egos aside and focus on justifying the value of a home with facts Let's talk about that. So go ahead, Pete. Well, I think it also, and, and thanks for that question, Mike. It's a great question because we all come across this uh, quite often, especially in the luxury space, you know, because everybody's kind of jockeying the position when it comes to negotiating. Uh, the buyer's side or the buyer's rep is definitely trying to rep them. Both of the buyers are pretty sophisticated and some of them are world-class negotiators, right? So everybody's trying to do the best they can with what they have. 
and they're trying to position themselves to get the best value, right? So people will pay value. People will pay if it makes sense. You know, the old saying in, in banking is they'll give you the dollars if it makes sense, right? And when I approach this, a lot of times I break it down to very simple terms. I usually do not talk in price values. And this is something I do. It's pretty unique in the luxury space. A lot of people don't do this. And uh, sometimes it can, you know, it cannot relate to people. They can get a little irritated by it. But in the end, if you explain it the right way, I think it's a, it's a great skill to have. So a lot of my luxury listings will not be listed with the price because we know in these markets, it's not an exact science. It, it, you know, in a market where there's limited supply and gigantic demand, like right now in the luxury space, somehow it's getting bid up three to 500,000 above asking. So you don't want to set a precedent where it's not open to that, right? So you're, we're seeing so you're multiple, multiple offers. Your, your multiple listing service will allow you to list a home out there on the marketplace and price upon request? No, not at all. What I'm getting at, and I'll explain this to you, is anytime I market any of my homes, I don't put the price in, right? So for instance, let's, let's take the 3.3, yeah. right? So on the 3.3, I know somebody can get financing. And, and you guys, listen, this is going to separate you from a lot of luxury agents. If you really know your financing, and you really know how to break down numbers. Most people in the luxury space know, know numbers. That they have saved money, they've earned money, they know their numbers. That's their key thing, right? So to get them to engage, to get them over that hurdle where they may not want to pay the extra 100 grand or so forth, what a lot of times is we break it down in the simplest terms. So instead of advertising a house, say for 3.3 million, I'll put out there that for six hundred and fifty thousand down and fifty nine fifty a month, you can buy this house, and it triggers them to call me and say, "Well, wait a second. All the other houses in the neighborhood are selling three to four million. Why is this one six hundred and fifty thousand? And it engages me with them, and I say, "No, that's one of the financing options at two point three percent APR, and that's on a five one interest only if you qualify based on your qualifications and and so forth with the bank." But it starts a dialogue that majority of agents in the marketplace cannot speak about. They don't understand. And people love breaking down numbers, believe it or not. It takes away a lot of obstacles and a lot of hurdles. So this has been something I've done for ages, right? Especially being on the main drag here, we get a lot of window traffic, believe it or not. We probably have 30, 30 properties in our windows. None of them have prices. They all have terms. Because terms show people what's attainable. Prices, a lot of times, will shut people down. Yeah. It's a psychological thing. So we break it down in the simplest terms, and that's what we do. And it opens up a conversation, or it opens up showings. Because you put it best, Mike, we're really not listing agents. We're marketing and negotiating advisors, right? That's what it's about, to expose the house globally, to get as much traffic as you can, to be sophisticated in the negotiations, to break it down in the simplest terms, to get people what they want and to bring two sides together. Hi, it's Michael Lafito here with a quick break from the podcast. 
If you are committed to increasing your average sale price and you want to work smarter, not harder, then you want to check out LuxuryListingSpecials.com where you'll find out more information about the Lux designation along with some additional resources. Again, I'll repeat, check out LuxuryListingSpecials.com. And now let's get back to the show. Brilliant the way you think. Uh, it's done in the auto, auto industry all the time. You exactly. go to buy a car. You go buy in to lease a car. They get you off the price and they get you on the monthly payment. What are you comfortable with your monthly payment? That's part of their negotiating because people are comfortable and more adapt to buy or raise their hand or take the next steps. If they start doing the calculations, maybe it's a $90,000 car and I can never see myself buying a $90,000 car. But when they explain it that the payments are $1,100 a month and I'm thinking, Shoot, doing the math, that's 13 grand a year. I can do that all day. Well, that that you just right. bought yourself a $95,000 car with that, right. Payment, right? So I think that's, uh, you know, a great way of uh, differentiating your listings, a, a great way to start the conversations. This industry is all about conversations. The more phone calls, the more texts, the more conversations, you know, you build rapport, you build rapport. Maybe they don't like your $3.3 million listing at the end of the day, but they buy a 2 million or a 2.5. Well, guess what? You might've lost them when they say, hey, I'm just calling about the price. Oh yeah, it's 3.35, click, you know, but you keep them engaged, having a dialogue saying, yeah, it's you know, $300,000 down and you know, $6,300 a month. You know, that, that might be a differentiator. Right, exactly. It's a good point because you want to keep them engaged. You want to keep them moving forward. You don't want them going to the sidelines or questioning it, right? It's all about momentum in luxury sales. And you have to be very, very strategic with how you're doing it, not only with the cooperating agents that you should have very good rapport with, but also with the consumers. And you have to know your stuff. I'll give you an example. And this is a, a quick story, which I think is very relevant to what we're speaking about. So prior to COVID, I had a listing north of La Jolla in a beautiful community called Encinitas, right? Encinitas is around 30 minutes north, 35 minutes north of downtown San Diego or San Diego International Airport, which is right in the downtown sector of the city. And it was right on the cliffs of Encinitas, panoramic views, beautiful house, uh, five bedrooms, five and a half baths, 5,800 square feet, half acre lot, endless views, endless views, but a very particular type of house. The gentleman who was trying to sell it is a good friend of mine. He's a doctor. He was trying to sell for two years. And the reason being because it was just a very specific house. Part of the house wasn't permitted due to setback uh, requirements with the city and so forth, which he could never uh, attain right? Because of the setback with the high tide line in the ocean and so forth. And you need to know all this. This is kind of the backstory. So he hired me and he said, look, Pete, I'm constantly getting Jones because it's a very nice house. I'm never getting any traction. I said, well, let's sit down, put together a strategy and really figure out where the disconnect is. And what I did, Michael, is I, I listed the house for $6.7 million. And I said to him, anything above six, four, three, that's our strike zone. I did a full, complete appraisal-like evaluation. So I have this specialty software that I use 
which is called flashcma.com. Everybody should get this, flashcma.com. Okay. Go to that site, okay? It's specialty software that does appraisal-like evaluations on property. You can use it on any property. And it breaks it down to a 14-page report. Now, what it does is it takes out of the concept of what every agent in the United States does, which is price per square foot. People love to quote price per square foot. Well, what am I getting at price per square foot? We know as professionals, that's the easy approach. That's not the correct approach because when a bank sends out an appraiser to appraise a house that you've sold, they're not primarily looking at the price per square foot. They're looking at that asset, at that investment based on condition, location, view, upgrades, amenities, uh, age of, of the house, uh, materials that were used, and so forth. That's how they come up with a true market value. And a lot of agents don't realize this. they'd love to walk in and say, well, two houses down the street sold for 1,100 square foot. You have 55, 5,800 square feet. Yours is worth 6.2. That's not the case because the two down the street may not have a double lot in a panoramic view and you know upgraded bathrooms and kitchens and a metal roof and so forth, right? That you have to get to that. So long story short, I did one of these evaluations. The guy said, nobody's ever broke it down like this for me. And it compares three souls, any pendings and souls, and then the old, old dumb and stupid way of price per square foot. So it gives three values that you can see. And then usually I will share with them, you know, a Redfin evaluation, a realtor evaluation is Zillow. But the problem is Redfin, realtor, and Zillow haven't ever been in their house. Those are all algorithms, right? And luxury is different. So I shared this with this gentleman. He said, what is your strategic plan? I said, well, first of all, this is a high traveled area out front. People walk to the beach. There's two entrances to the beach on each end. And we have the village of Encinitas right around the corner. So first I'm gonna make a custom sign with four pictures of the house with just the terms. We're gonna break down the terms. So I talked to a mortgage expert, expert and he said, look, on 6.7 million, you can get in with 25% down and I can get you a rate on a 5.1 around two and a half percent, right, APR. So it really breaks out around 2.2%. I think, great, that's interesting, interesting. So it broke down to around a million four nine five down so 1,495,000 down, and the payment was 12,950. This is where it gets good, Michael. So we had been showing the house, and it was a very, very unique house. That's a nice way of saying a weird house with a lot of great, great- uh, Or very taste-specific, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah very, yeah. exactly. All right, and one day, the agent who I knew, who does primarily rentals, reached out to me. He said, Pete, I'm in front of your house and it's needed. I said, great. She said, is there a way we can show it to my client? I said, well, you do reference, right? She goes, yeah, this guy was gonna rent, but while he was waiting for me to arrive to see a rental that he was gonna rent for 30,000 a month for the whole summer, he parked right in front of your sign. 
And he saw the breakdown of terms on your sign. He's never seen it marketed like that. But when I showed up, he said, hey, do you know Pete? And, and the, the woman said, yes, I know Pete. And he said, can you contact Pete? I'd like to see this house. He said, well, why do you want to see the house? She said, you were going to rent. And he said, well, if I'm going to pay 30000 a month for a rental, I have the million five. I can put the million five down and I'll just buy the asset and use it when I want. And when I'm not using it, I'll rent it. He said, great plan. So she called me up. He said, I don't know how to explain any of this. Can you meet me at the house? I said, not a problem. Does the guy have the money? She said, yeah. I said, send me proof of funds. Send me proof of funds. I went up there and met the guy. He's a very nice guy. It was a very complicated transaction. However, we put it together. He ended up closing 60 days later for $6.5 million. Now, if I had put on the sign, it was $6.7 million, he would have kept driving, right? So this, you have to get creative and imaginative with your marketing. You can't just keep following the herd because the herd will lead you right to the slaughter, all right? You have to be different. Be the black sheep that goes the other way. Yeah. You know, buck the system, create better marketing, uh, know your inventory, know your graphics, know, know your data, know, know marketing, know negotiating. Because here's the deal. We all have the perfect recipe right now. In any market, anybody who's listening to the podcast, if you have a seller that wants to sell and you have buyers that want to buy, that's the perfect recipe. So if you are a real estate professional, Take yourself out of the equation. They don't always care to get your opinion. They don't always care if you like the view or not. They're asking you that because they're saying, really, why should I like the view? Or why should I like this house? And agents always take it, you know, they take the bait and they talk themselves right out of transactions. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Get out of the way. And ask questions. Every time a buyer, a luxury buyer asks me a question, I answer the question, I follow with a question every time. And I think that's important, but you have to know how to break down numbers. I was off the other day on a deal by 50,000. 50,000. Now, I'm not going to say that's not a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And I called this other agent, Mike, and I said, hey, I got great news. He said, what's the great news? I said, my seller who wants to sell is really appreciative of your buyer's offer. He countered you 50 grand higher. The guy said, what's wrong with you? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you told me you had great news. How is that great news? I said, because we're only off 50 grand. We're not off 100 grand. Right. Right? It's been cut in half. That's great news. He said, I don't get it, Pete. I can't get my guy there. There's no way he's going to do it. He's not going to go above this thing. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You know something? You're absolutely right. He said, I know I'm right. I said, no, you're absolutely right. You're never going to get the guy there because you don't believe in it. And once you pick up the phone with that energy and that mentality, your buyer's going to feed off your energy, your reaction. And he's not going to go there. And he's going to miss an unbelievable opportunity to make memories for the rest of his life. And he'd be crazy not to buy it. And he said, well, why would he be crazy? I said, well, let me walk you through this. He's putting together, he's putting down 30%. He's going to finance, right? 
he said, yeah, he doesn't really need to finance, but with money as cheap as, as it is, his accountant and his financial planner said, hey, keep more of your money in play and finance it and you get the write-off. I said, I completely understand. It's a smart way to do it. I said, so really what we're talking about is not 50,000, it's 15. He's got to come up with 15 grand more. And the guy was all confused. So what do you mean? I said, well, 30% of 50 is 15. He goes, but Pete, you're missing the boat. Then, then he's got to pay for 35,000. I said, yes. I said, what's his rate? He said, oh, I think he got quoted two and a half percent. I said, but what we're talking about is a hundred bucks a month. After taxes, it's 60. So that's $2 a day. Why would you lose a house for two bucks a day? He goes, I don't follow you. How'd you come up with all that? I said, listen, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. Can I make a suggestion? He said, sure. I said, can you get your buyer on the phone? Do you mind me being on the phone with him? I'll make you look great. I'm not going to say anything negative. It's not my part. It's your client. But I need your permission. I said, I'll just go through the numbers. He said, sure. So he gets his buyer on and, and just like this, you know, this was his energy. He said, hey, Mike, yeah, yeah, it's me. You know, they, they came back with the tower, you know. And the guy's like, really? And he, and he goes, and, and you know, I I peed on the phone. He's a lipsing agent. I said, hey, Mike, how are you? He goes, good. I said, I am so thrilled to talk to you. Thank you so much for your awesome, 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 awesome. And I thought we could maybe get it done. But I talked to my people, and they were super appreciative and super reasonable. And here I have great news. He said, what's great news? I said, they came back with a counter. He goes, yeah, my agent told me that. I said, but the great news is it's only 50 grand higher, which is a steal. It's a steal right now. And he said, well, how is that great news? I said, let me break it down for you. You only have to come up with 15 grand. You got to finance the rest. The rest is going to cost you 100 bucks a month. You're in a 40% tax bracket. It's going to break down to 60 bucks a month. That's $2 a day. I said, Mike, let me ask you a question. He said, yeah. I said, do you, get, do you buy coffee each week when you go to work? He said, yeah, I go to Starbucks. Everybody in California goes to Starbucks, by the way. Right? We don't have Dunkins. We don't have everybody goes to Starbucks. I said, okay. I said, I read a study the other day. The average person who goes to Starbucks, their average bill is $18 hmm. each time they go to Starbucks. That right. Fine. Right? They buy drinks for other people and buy food, right? It's expensive. It's crazy, right? He goes, Well, I don't spend that. I said, Well, how much do you, think, do you feel you spent? He said, I probably spent eight, 10 bucks. I said, let's just make it 10. How often do you go to Starbucks? He said, twice a week. I said, okay, so it's 20 bucks. Is that fair? He said, yeah. I said, so that's 80 bucks a month. Four weeks in a month, 20 bucks a week, 80 bucks a month. Is that fair? He goes, yeah. I said, how about this, Mike? This is how much I believe in this house. I'm going to give you a $100 gift card to Starbucks. I'm going to pay for your coffee. So you can sit in this house and enjoy the view and drink your coffee to buy the house. Because if you cut out Starbucks for two months, you get to own this house. That's it. And he goes, they're unbelievable. Let me talk to my agent. I'll get back to you. The agent called me 15 minutes later. He said, how'd you do that? He said, it'll take it. I said, exactly. 
So because we get in the way, you know what I mean? There's always a solution. There is a great solution. And I've worked with lenders that have the monthly payment where you're selling payment versus cost. And so I love this concept. And, and so, you know, offline, you and I were talking on a 1.7 deal where they, they brought up comparables, three comparables that they think justified their price. And in a nice professional way, like kind of on, on a silver platter, I put together a PowerPoint with those three properties and bullet pointed the details of that home, as well as some, for lack of a better term, inferior and superior finishes that they had versus ours. And so it was very transparent. You're in trust by being honest versus just one-sided. And the buyer's agent was like, that, that was unbelievable. I shared it with my clients and, and we got them up that 50 grand difference. That's like you and my seller willing to come down. We met them in the, in the middle. So what Pete was just talking to you about is being able to break things down in simple terms. Now, those of you that are listening to our podcast, the one thing listening to a podcast is maybe not as effective for some of you as if you were watching us and watching our body language and if we had strong visuals. That might be the thing that I know Pete works with a lender that has this broken down because there are some buyers that are visual and they would say, hey, would you mind sending me an email with what you just explained or the buyer's agent? And so, you know, Pete's lender can break things down. And, and if you work and you have a strong lender you deal with, they can give you uh, different breakdowns on five one arms, three one arm you know, uh, conventional, jumbo, whatever it might be, and figure out what the lowest price per month is, uh, option, and focus on that when you're negotiating to break it down in the terms that Pete just talked about. It's super important. And, and, and having visuals, uh, you know, if that guy said, hey, that's great, Pete, would you mind sending over me how you came up with those numbers? I'm sure you have a lender that you deal with, just like you did on that sign that the gentleman stopped on when he was going to rent for 30 grand a month. There's probably a flyer box or something out there. And, and you had on there, you know, the, the monthly payment and it probably, you know. Had yeah, some- it's all broken. It's all broken down there. And you're absolutely right, Michael, because people, 95% of the way people learn is visual, right? Mm-hmm. So they need to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always have that ready to go up front. If not, if for some reason I don't, let's just, let's just say, you know, it happens really quickly. I'll break it down because yeah. I've sat with lenders so often that I can break it down. Now, you, you guys have to remember full disclosure, it's all subject to qualifications and terms, right? That's for the bank to determine. That's outside my professional scope. I'm not in charge of the bank or the underwriters. I wish I was. It'd make my life a lot easier. But you have to you have to have full disclosure there at the bottom. There's always a disclosure saying all rates and terms are subject to change, all rates and terms are subject to qualifications, uh, to qualifying and uh, approval from the bank. So, so I think that's really important. So you a disc personality guy? You came from uh, you you know I know you were a KW at some point. You know are you yes. DNI? Are you DI? Yeah, I'm a DI. Yes. So, so am I. So for those of you that don't understand, you know, check out DISC personality, D-I-S-C. You can Google it, some great content, some free resources out there. I know Tony Robbins used to give out a free DISC assessment, but uh, D and I are fast paced, uh, S and C's are slower paced. And so I'm one of the few trainers that I know out there that you really want to know the personality type of the buyer as well as the buyer's agent. Now you might not have met the buyer, but usually on these upper end price point homes, 
listing agent or a representative is there to accompany the showing, look at body language, look how they talk, look how they absorb, absorb the information. Same thing with the buyer's agent. And so part of negotiating is make them feel like they won, but really you got what you, you got in the end. But explaining things in their love language, in their DISC personality, so it makes sense to them. S's and C's are slower, they're analytical, they're not quick on their feet, so you're going to have to have good visuals to break it down for them because they're skeptical by nature. D and I are more, especially the I, they're real emotional based, and it's happy hour somewhere. So again, understanding personality types of your clients any other agent is really important. And, and I think that's probably a good place to, to leave off today. So again, uh, to, to conclude today's episode, we talked a lot about, we talked a lot about uh, a unique, uh, a unique aspect when marketing your properties on the P talked about, he's got 30 properties in the storefront of his, his brokerage and he doesn't have price under them. He's got terms, you know, X amount down, X amount per month, just like you see on auto uh, commercials all day long. Okay, so take that same concept with your average price point properties, your high end and luxury, as well as your entry level, and you're going to differentiate yourself. You're going to have to be familiar with it. Talk with your lender so you can articulate because the last thing you don't want to happen, and Pete is very well versed in this, you don't want to field a call from part time Patty or part time Paul agent, and you're going to have to articulate to them. And, and keep it really simple, stupid, the KISS, remember from the 1970s and 1980s in education, the KISS principle, you're going to have to talk to them as a human being and as an adult, but you're going to have to explain things as if they were in fifth grade. In other words, keep it really simple and, and break it down. So Pete, again, thank you for your time, some great content and a different topic uh, that we've had on our, our show and that's what I'm looking for. Fill the voids in the industry. Again, uh, Pete, uh, what's the best email address for you and website one more time? So the, the website is PeteKnowsRealEstate.com. And okay. then my best email is Pete at PeteKnowsRealEstate.com. So Pete at PeteKnowsRealEstate.com. That's awesome. And again, if you uh, listeners, if you're looking for a rock star agent that services all price points, all type of clientele in that San Diego, La Jolla market, uh, feel free to reach out to Pete at his website. And uh, again, really appreciate your time, Pete. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me on. It's been great. I yeah, really appreciate it. You're, you're absolutely welcome. It was great. Keep raising the bar for, you know, for agents, the industry, have that uh, abundance mindset. I appreciate what you're doing. And again, for those listeners that are looking to differentiate yourself, we got tons of free resources out there. If you're looking to increase your average sale price, work smarter, not harder. You can check out our, our vlog, our video blog, which is Lux, L-U-X-E, redefined.com. And for those of you that are looking to totally differentiate yourself and increase your average sale price in 2021 and beyond, check out our designation called Luxury Specials. Go to LuxuryListingSpecials.com, LuxuryListingSpecials.com. And again, bye for now. Appreciate everybody's time. And again, prove others wrong. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete.